Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. My name is Nkechin Walter Robinson, and I am founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, an experienced technology executive with one of Canada's largest financial institutions, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and a viral sensation as my You Matter speech has hit over 6.5 million views worldwide. This show is all about thriving. And I will be bringing on some amazing humans that own their thrive to help you figure out how you too can own yours. So please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on and make sure to join along on the web at empoweredmyskin.com so you can be notified when new episodes are available. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Yes, great day, amazing humans. Welcome to the next episode of the Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. So excited for this next guest because they are such a great friend of mine. He is a loving husband and father of three, fighter against racism, active community member, world traveler who loves to live life to the fullest. He is the holder of a project management professional designation and a master's degree in leadership creator of leadership development programs and resources, and producer of the dopest hip-hop beats. He deeply appreciates and loves his amazing family and friends, and you will come to see that in this interview. And he will continue to work hard to help make significant difference in this world. I'm so excited for you to put your ears together for the amazing Roland Bass. Yes! <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Y'all don't know how much I love this guy. So, but very excited for you to fall in love with him as well. So let's get started. So Roland, All right. what yes. can you tell us about the person, um, what I'd love to call the brand, Roland Best? Roland Best. First of all, this is, this is such a pleasure talking with you. Oh, we go back. We go way, way back. Got love for you. As far as the brand, Roland Best, um, I would say I'm someone who deeply loves and appreciates my, my incredible partner, Alana, our three beautiful kids, Josephine, Kimani, Sedalia, my amazing family and friends mean the world to me, and they, they know that they can count on me, and I've got their back nonstop. I'm also someone who tries to live life to the fullest, and I absolutely love this journey that I'm on, and to be honest, it's just getting better and better, so that's kind of the essence of, of who Roland is, and from that, I built from there, you know? I love that, and as you would know, my name, my full name in Kichinyara means you know, I am God's gift. So God, being God's gift is one of my great I am. Great. I also like to uh, say I am energy. And uh, so what is your great I am? I am. I would say I'm someone who is full of love, full of love and cares a lot about people. And because of that, I feel that it really helps to build special connections with people, which I really appreciate. I love meeting new people, as we know. I met you back in the, in the early 90s, and it's been love, love since then, you know? So that's just, I really, I think I, I, take, I take a lot of pride and value in, in meeting wonderful people and then building the connection and a bond, and it means, it means a role to me. So that's You are actually really, I would say of all the people, one of the people I, I definitely would um, say that I respect you and admire you for your, the way you network. And oh, the way you. you leave a lasting impression in the lives of so many people, it's crazy. 
I appreciate that. Consistently have been like that. So that's a beautiful thing. I love the way I see people light up in your space. So that's awesome. Uh, Oh, thank, thank. That, that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. And so the, all of the listeners are in for a treat today. All and right. What do you want? I, Oprah or Maya Angelou says it best. She says, your legacy is left in every experience, every interaction that you have. So, you know, for people that are listening in, what, would you, what do you want to be known for? What legacy do you want to leave, you know, yeah. here today? That's a big one. Um, see, I would say kind of with everything that's going on in my life as, you know, as a partner, father, friend, coworker, community member, hip hop producer, all these different things. I'd like to be known as someone who is, someone who's leading with love and kindness first. And with that, someone who is making a difference in this world. So that, that, that difference can be on different levels and difference, difference within those various areas I was talking about, but really making an impact and impacting people's lives in, in a positive way. That's, that's, that's my goal. That, that's why I would love to be be known as after this interview and kind of and the legacy that I leave behind in real life you know so. awesome so let's get fired up into that so let's do it leaving an impact in the world here we go so all right to leave an impact you have to be thriving I truly believe like the, the biggest influencers the impactors in this world the people that you know whether it's family friends thought leaders are thriving so what you know what when do you know you're thriving and what may and what are you doing when you're thriving yeah yeah as far as thriving like i feel that i know that i'm really thriving when when my soul is sparked and that happens like really when i feel something that's next level stuff when it happens when i feel connected with someone through an abundance of love like happiness um excitement kindness or passion that that's that's what gets me going it gets me amped up and various like things that, that can help create those feelings, like, like my partner, my kids, friends, achieving difficult goals, I would say, um, making some sick beats, all, all these things um, create, you know, special moments. And then from that, I feel that, that I can really just keep things going and stuff. So far, far as you build up these moments in these certain, certain situations where you, you feel your soul is sparked and then it just kind of makes you just dive into, dive into it even deeper. And when you're in, in that kind of zone, you feel that you can do it forever, right? Like I, I know like if, if I'm in the studio and I'm feeling something, I, I could stay in here forever. And you know, back in the days, that's how I was, you know, like days and days, it felt like, you know, so, and you must know as far as when, you, when you're in the, in the zone, you can just kind of, you know, on, on a treadmill forever, you know, just keep on going, going, going. So when, when my soul is sparked, it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that really, yeah, it, it just, it, just, it energizes me. It gets me pumped up and amped up and, and yeah, and I can just go on forever. So that's why I know that, that I am thriving when, when the moment that I'm in, it's making my soul spark, you know, yeah, the people that are around me and stuff. So that's, 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 that's my thing for sure. Soul spark. I love that. Yeah. That's a new hashtag. Soul there we go. Hashtag it up, Mink. I got you. So, yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> so, I, I, you can't see him. Obviously I'm seeing him and it's so funny because he is, he, if you heard him a couple of times, he's talking about how he does some beats. I'm very happy to hear that you're back into it, but he was back like, in heavy. I felt like he was beginning to run. I'm making some beats. <laughs> A little flow right now. <laughs> so, I keep that going. So talk to us about your day. Like, so you work and then you have your 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 side passion. And so, what does a yeah. day in Roland's life look like? Yeah, as far as like like some like day, you know, some habits that that I develop and, and habits that will help me thrive as well. Um, so besides family, friends, work, um, the ongoing effort that Atlanta and I are putting are putting in as far as getting more awareness around racial injustice, all this work that, that we're doing, 
we still have these passion projects that, that are important to, to kind of balance out life and stuff, right? So, so for, like for mine, for example, is as I mentioned, making beats and selling beats online. I'm trying to try to get my business up and running. For Alana, is you know she's writing a book. She's she's um working on on getting it published and all and all these beautiful things. And I'll talk more about that later. But um, so right now, you know, I'm off for two months like, from work on, on a parental leave and then and vacation as well. So with the three kids, it's really important for us to have these daily habits that my wife and I can do to help each other out, help each other get that quality time for attacking the passion projects, right? So what we've done, and thank goodness we've done, it's going to help a lot, is, um, is, is we set a schedule. So we have a schedule um, each day for, for who gets the three kids. So whoever gets the three kids, the other person, then has time to focus on their passion project for a few hours. So we have like two shifts, 8 o'clock to 12.30, 12.30 to 5. And I'll tell you, it's been just a peace of mind knowing that when you get that time to focus for four plus hours, you know, you get, you get, get that time to focus on your project and it just helps you knowing that you, that you have a start time and end time and to be productive. So each, each minute counts. And with that, it's different from just kind of like back in the days the, the, before the family and stuff, I could just spend days and days just trying to, you know, find a sample for a beat or just kind of do some research on, on, on some, some, some issues that I'm trying to take care of. But like right now, you know that the time is limited. So you really focus on stuff. So that, that, that's what helps me get kind of a tight schedule around you have the kids now, I'll have the kids later and stuff, and also helping each other out because as I build my passion project, it's, it's crucial that Alana, Alana my, my beautiful wife, builds hers as well because then both of us are, are thriving together. And that's, that's what that partnership is helping both of us just grow and, and, and we grow together. And with that, we're stronger pillars for our three kids as well, right? So it really is, is important that we figure out, yeah, just figure, figure out the, the uh, negotiating times and schedules around that because without that, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to squeeze in, to squeeze in extra things when it comes to the things that have to get done as far as family, friends, work, all these things. And then, and then to squeeze in other things that are crucial in your life, but you have to figure out how to do that properly. Work is different now with, with the COVID and stuff. Like, obviously, when I'm, when I'm working, it's different because I'm working 9 to 5, sorry, like 8.30 to 5, whatever. And then, then the actual, actual big reality of, of uh, stopping there, then, you know, joining the family and stuff. I was saying the before, coming home at 5 and doing this and that, but now, is that coming home at five, I'm just opening up my office door, which you can't see because this is an audio only, <laughs> but, but my office door, as far as I'm working from home, you know, for five days a week now with, you know, through this COVID pandemic that, that we're involved in. Um, so yeah, so just, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a life, life then, and we just, you know, the family's all together, everything's cool. Then on the weekends, we, 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 share, we share time as far as having the schedules to kind of get our, our projects going and stuff, and, and that happens on the weekends. And but the main thing is get family time and make sure that, that the kids, you know, are, are supported and feel, feel the love nonstop. That's, that we start from there and then we build everything around that, you know. But right now, being off for two months has been a blessing because I've, I've had more time to work on projects. And we just sold and we just bought a house. All these different things are just kind of, you know, just adding, adding to the plate of things to do. But each each day is jam-packed, but it's, it's a beautiful thing that you rest your head at the end of the day being like, you know what, that was a good day. We got lots done. Let's, you know, attack it tomorrow again, right? You have to keep it moving. Otherwise, you know, these goals, they won't be addressed and taken care of by themselves, right? It's important to keep on keep the effort going and keep it going, you know, so. So what I love most about that is the partnership that you and Alana have. So to all the listeners, when I was actually scheduling um, this podcast with Roland, that's when I got a first sense of, they seem to have some type of system, right? Because he was <laughs> trying to figure out what days <laughs> his days. And, and so now that you've actually explained that, it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And as a woman, 
I just, I thank you. I thank you because I think a lot of times when you hear women with three kids, you know, there's a lot of going it on their own. And a lot of times because they're the, the woman and they're responsible, they feel that they're responsible for more the, the household, you know, elements. Um, they give up a lot on their dream. But I love the fact that you guys have the schedule that's allowing both of you which I think is so neat and healthy just for a really healthy lifestyle. So that's a beautiful thing. For all women, I'm, I'm giving them a big heart. So what ignites your sense of injustice? Oh, good question. Um, let's see. As far as ignites it, I would say um, that when you see or, or, or hear the story after story uh, of how poorly a Black person or an Indigenous person gets treated by a police officer, um, there's been so, so many examples of unnecessary police brutality cases that, that, that you know something has not been working for a very long time. You know there, there's something that needs to be changed, you know, and like, obviously I don't, I don't have all the answers. I wish I did, but, but what I do know is that something need, needs to be changed. So definitely needs to be a shift and a change in the policing system, the policies and training. Um, it, it's an issue that needs attention and correction like immediately, right? So these are, when you see these and you hear these stories and you see the videos and things, it's like, it's like, yeah, you, you know, like, we know about these stories as far as injustice over the years. And it's always been, it's always been a case of, of um, being fully aware of, of injustice because we, because we, we talk to each other, you know, but like, now that the videos are coming out more and more, it's like everybody's able to see what's going on. So it helps our voice be amplified in the sense of like, like now everybody is seeing things that we've known about because we've been digging deeper. It's just a lens that we naturally have, right? As far as if we just walk around every day, with that lens of, of, of the importance of our skin color and how that impacts the world around us, how the situations and stuff. So we always have that. Um, and there, another part of the injustice, as far as the sense of um, kind of what unites my sense of injustice is when I share my experiences and my experiences of the racism that I've dealt with in the past and, and, and other, other people I've dealt with, when I share those stories and um, just hearing people's reaction, a lot of people are so shocked and then they tell me I'm like wow I can't believe that still happens and I'll tell you comments like that <laughs> comments like that they and and it's coming from intelligent people and, and it's not it's you know I, I'm not here to cut anybody but it's comments like that that it, yeah it's a red flag and it it scares me it scares me in the sense of like I was like people actually think that racism is gone because it's you know <laughs> you know and now I'm like like, yeah, people think realize that um, more and more people realize how not only is, is racism here, but how bad it really is. Mm -hmm. um, but but it's comments like that that scare me in the sense of like like people think that things are kind of equal and everyone's getting a fair, everybody's on the same kind of playing ground and, and, and it's treated fairly. And unfortunately, that's you know completely not not true, and has been the case for many many years. And um, the good thing now is that you know, there's some we talk about this more later on, but there's definitely momentum as far as as far as changes are needed and people really feel like they're gonna dive in and get get involved and they wanna see change. So it's like yeah, it's it was yeah, it's eye opener when people people tell me how surprised they are that racism is happening. Um and and the more I hear that, honestly the more I feel like I wanna share my stories, right? The more the more I, I feel that I wanna tell my experiences because I realize that if you don't have to deal with racism or you don't have it in your in your close circle as far as family and friends, you, you're kind of like you're kind of like like not not aware of, of certain things and aware about each level. And it's a spectrum, right? It's like not every racism the, the act is is getting shot by, by a police officer. You know, there is a spectrum. There's there's the small 
the small examples of racism that, that happen, like when you're in a store, you see security guards just trying to trail you and stuff, and you see the people crossing the streets when you're walking down the street, all these little things, people clutching their purse a little bit tighter when you come, come around them. All these different things are just elements of racism that, yeah, that falls along the spectrum. So when people, more people are aware of this, um, the, be I think the better it's going to be because people are going to start to use their voice, hopefully, and get more involved. And I'm seeing that already. So right. hopefully that keeps on going. But yeah, those, those, those are various things that really ignite my sense of injustice, for sure. You know, so we're less than three months from the tragic death of George Floyd. And you have Oof. a very powerful story. And you know, all the elements, all the events that have transpired since his death. Um, and as you know, if you watch that, the video, which was very hard, you know, he was yeah. pinned there for eight minutes and 46 seconds. And that in itself has taken on its own representation. So what does that 46 represent for you? Yeah, holy. Um, so for me, it represents the terrain points. Um, the tipping point, the last straw. Like all, all of these these terms come to mind when I, when I think of the eight minutes, the forty six seconds, that moment in time. You know, it's truly changed the world forever. And and what I mean like by that is that this level of momentum and real interest in racism awareness and racial injustice and desire for real substantial changes in systemic racism is something that I've never seen or experienced before. Like especially on such a massive scale like it is. It's, it's an incredible thing. So I remember the feeling that I had when, when the video first, first came out of our brother George Floyd get, getting murdered by that police officer while three of his boys in blue just stood by and watched. I remember that. I remember how upset and sick the whole scene made me, you know? And I wrote this huge post on, on, on my Facebook about how this is it. You know, like what we witness is the last straw. Enough is enough. Then all the riots started happening and all and all of that really helped to build the power and attention and awareness around this issue even more. Um, us black indigenous and people of color have always been in this fight against racism. You know, we, we, we've always cared about this issue our whole lives. We, we have no, no choice. Um, but just like in the case of, of all of our allies that are stepping up for this fight, we as well, like all of us, need to do like so much more to get involved and to really be more active in order for all of us to see actual powerful changes happening. And I find that that's kind of like that's that, that that's just it, right? Like we're all on this journey. Like I'm I'm on this journey, and it's like like our journeys are different, right? Like like my journey is a journey of someone who's who's yeah, like from like from the like day one, you know, like having having dark skin, you know, your your parents tell you this and tell you that, and and build you know build that strength as far as like the love that you have for yourself which is crucial and so important especially for you know for for young black black kids is, is to realize like how beautiful you are how strong you are and how smart you are all all these things and for those that are listening if you aren't aware of you know the difference between black and white especially as a kid like do, do yourself a favor and check out the doll test ex ex experiment like that experiment that was done in the 60s and it's been redone numerous times about a black doll and a white doll and even black kids and you know kind of are asked you know which doll is is, is more pretty and they all point to the white doll and which doll is ugly and what doll is smart and, and not smart and what doll is a troublemaker so it's like it always also lines through white and black and it's just like it's it's heartbreaking to watch this but this is the importance of people building the awareness around around like how skin color color impacts so many different things around us so when that, that eight minutes and 46 seconds came and that was like 
it really felt like something was gonna, something was different about that. And I'll be honest, like, we've seen we've seen so many videos of of shootings, like, like police officers shoot, like, shooting our brothers or sisters, Indigenous people. You know, as far as like we we've we've seen we've seen the brutality being being caused for, for police officers to 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 uh, racialized people and groups and stuff. And even we've seen that the way that George Floyd was everything there has it changed everything right as far as having an individual's knee in the back of our brother's head and neck for that long and then seeing a smug look on his face and all these things like all these things really really worked towards what where we are now like all those things has created this like holy like do you see like what happened now people saw it people talked about and now it's changed because there's been many, many videos of people, you know, like it's a, per- it's a perfect storm, obviously with COVID, the pandemic, and various things. But like, really, like as soon as I saw that video, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is this, this is it! Like, enough is enough." And it's like really, you see how like with the riots and the different things, like that was the power and the attention that we got based on the fact that media is covering it more and, and everything. So everything, everything changed, and from that from that moment. We are now at a place where there's more momentum than ever, and with that momentum, we have to be smart and be effective with it, right? As far as using it to make a change, we can't just talk about it and just like fully be aware of like, oh yeah, this is a problem. This is a problem. We now need to make changes with our systems, right? So, so I know for for, for example, with the black community in Victoria, we are we we got together, which is which is is a beautiful thing. In Victoria, there's not a lot of black people in Victoria, so so first of all. Our community could fit in in, in, a, single, in a single room, but it, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a powerful thing. There was there was there was a numerous, numerous sessions, four sessions, and and different leaders of our black community and and the youngsters, the youngsters in our black community are are the ones that are the driving force behind this, and it's incredible. My sister and I were there, and we just went there. And we spoke our mind about like policing, hiring processes. Um, like employment, uh, housing, all these different like, huge topics and kind of express how we like to see change made within the, these topics for the black community, indigenous and people of color. So we talked about all these different things and now the reports that we put together are gonna be sent back to the group later this month. And then we're gonna make sure if there's anything else that we wanna add to it. And then after that, we're sending it to the city council mm-hmm. and the city council is gonna receive this information and start working towards some of these changes and, and to hear our voice. So I was kind of like, first of all, I'm so proud to be a part of this black community to be doing such, such great work. And the other thing is like, my thing was like, if this community of this size can make th- this much impact, I'm, I'm telling you across Canada, different parts of the states, black communities can do a lot more. So, so this is it, right? So as far as like, it's up to us to really to get in there and, and get active and, and that's where, and all this, all this, what, what's happening now is like our, our, our police, our police act, in BC, it's been over there, it's been over 40 years. It's not being reviewed. Um, we, we're not going to include more black black um, history in in our education system. Like these are real changes, right? These, these are massive changes, and all of this came from that video. So all of this stems from the reality of of what happened to our brother George Floyd, and and now yes, you know, it's not to be forgotten. You know, this this, this is a change. This is a, a time in history that things are going to change forever. And but but it's going to take a lot of effort. I mean, you keep keep it going and put the effort in there. Right? It's not going to happen by, by itself. And it's going to be a lot of resistance. But we need to keep pushing it, and and we'll we'll get there. 
And I love, I love hearing that story about what you have been able to galvanize within your small communities. Like small but mighty, they say. Thank you. Straight up. Mighty, mighty, for sure. You have a personal story uh, from April about some, you know, racist uh, yeah, acts yeah. that were, that you received. Can you yeah. share that? For sure, for sure. So last, um, last April, so it was, it was um, Easter long weekend of, of last, of 2019. And um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough, it was the first, the first holiday after my, uh, my, my mom suddenly passed and, and, and you, you know, my mom and she, and she had love for you. So, you know, it was, it was a, it was a shocker and she was an incredible individual, as you know. Um, so it was our first Easter, Easter long weekend after she passed away, she passed away October 14th of uh, 2018. So this was our first, our first big Easter holiday without her. And um, it was at my sister's house on a Saturday, you know, then, you know, it was Saturday night. Sunday morning, um, I was sitting in the car that Saturday night. So Sunday morning, myself, it's, it's so crazy how things work, work out too, right? It was myself and my son, who was um, about 16 months at the time. And it was early in the morning and we just, you know, it was just the two of us that, that was up. So all these things, like, looking back now, even the, the reality of just like, just the two of us being up, me being something in the car, that both of us had to walk walk across, you know, so I, so I actually, I. I carried them over across the street to the, to the car. The, my car was parked in front of my house, on the street in front of my house. And so it's just my son and I, and as we're walking, you know, you know towards the car and stuff, I, I pulled up to my driver's side. And then as I looked towards the hood of the car, I noticed there was something written, written like, like in, in the uh, kind of a light film of, of dust that was on the car. So because it was, it was a little bit of dust on the car, I just assumed that somebody was trying to be funny and they wrote, um, like, clean me or something like that, some kind of smart ass remark or something. So I, 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 I that's why I see them first. And then, and then I started looking like, oh yeah, so something else. So, you know, as I'm holding, holding my boy, you know, we walked to the front of the car and um, as I'm looking down at the hood, I then realized what it, what it was. And so in massive letters across the hood of my car, it said nigger in my car, right? This is my car in front of my house in my neighborhood. And it sat out on the hood of my car. So later on, I noticed that it was also written in massive letters on the back window of my car. So when this when this happened, like like as you know, you know, like dealing with with uh, racist acts and stuff, it's kind of part of our life, and it's kind of part. And and if every time it happens, if it knocked us down completely, and it, it'd be tough. It'd be tough to be knocked down that hard every time, right? So. So, so, so we're strong, we're strong, and we developed this strength and this, this really tough skin from, from our, our amazing parents, our siblings, you know, aunts, uncles, grandparents, the elders, like whoever helps to educate us on the way that the world is going to be reacting to us based on the color of our skin. So I usually, you know, kind of just, you know, when people throw, throw the, throw the, and we're that me on the streets, whatever, you know, it usually it's like, you know, I try to educate people. If, if I have a chance, if I'm within the air shot close enough, I, I do speak to them. Try, try, try to educate them a bit. But, um, but this one was different. This one hit me a lot harder because like, after reading the, this word on the hood of my car, I looked down at my beautiful son and just realized that, my goodness, man, my, my, my boy's not to deal with this crap. You know, in the, his future, he's not to deal with this real racism because of the color of his beautiful skin right so that's when it really hit me like being like okay this this, this is crazy and and when this, and when that happened and after seeing 
looking down at my boy and being like, oh man, it's just like, it's realizing that it's only the pain that he's gonna have to go through in his future. As a parent, you really try hard to protect your kids as best as you can. So it really hit me hard with, with that, being my boy was there with me. But after all that, I was kind of like, okay, you know, I could easily just wipe off the word of the car and just keep, keep things going. It's kind of like, okay, well, that sucked and just kind of wiped it off and then go on with my day. But then I was like, no, 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 people, people need to see this. People really, and, and as I mentioned before, it's not a big black community in Victoria. So I know, I know there's not a lot of cases of, of, of this kind of racism happening and stuff. And with that being the case, like even people that have, that don't have like black friends, or even people of color within their circle, they won't know these kind of stories. So my thing was like, I need to share this story. So I'm happy I did because I, you know, I, I, I took some pictures of it and, and this and that, and then I wrote, I wrote a message about, about the, the pain and, and how this happened. And yeah, I got a lot of love and support, which is beautiful. You know, I, I, you know I've been blessed from, from so long to have incredible family and friends and, and they, they gave me so much love and stuff, you know? And, and, and with, with that too, is, is when people were surprised. Like some people were, they were surprised that this, this happened in Victoria and that things like this still happen. So with that even more, I was like, I was like yeah, thank goodness I did share this story. And I'd be honest, like, like, I'm gonna continue to share this story. I really, I really am taking this. Like, like those, those characters. I don't know if it was one person or a group of people that did that to my car. But, and I know, you know, so that I don't know, but I do know that they were trying to hurt me and try to cause me some pain. And, and for sure, it it did because because I felt this whole experience with my boy by my side. But what those guys you know, or women or whoever it was didn't realize is that that yeah, their story, what they've done now, they've they've given me this tool that. I use this is a story now that I use. Like, this is my story. So I'm taking full control of that now. So they've done something, this racist app, trying to hurt me, trying they, they, even if it was a joke, whatever it was, it, it was a painful joke. And it, 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 was, it was some pain. But now guess what? Now their ignorance has created this beautiful story that I use to share with people. And and, and with that comes the fact that, yeah, it was it, it was hurtful. It was hurtful, but it's building awareness. People are like, that happened. That happened, you know, and, and Rose is a decent guy. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to anybody, you know, and, and it's like, it's like happened to Victoria, happened in front of my house, all these things. So that story has become a story that I share as many times as I can. And on that date, every year, I'm kind of like, yeah, now it's my date. So that, that date now, I, I just post different things on, on, on racial injustice, just trying to educate people on that date. So that day now is my day. So those, 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 yeah, those, they didn't know who they were messing with. They didn't know. They didn't know, you know? So, yeah. That's a, great, that's a great, great example of taking your pain and turning it to purpose. Well, thank you. And you know, purpose, creating massive impact and dousing out hate and filling it up with love. And, you know, to the listeners, like, Roland and I caught up maybe a few weeks ago before this interview, and I've enjoyed listening to you. I haven't even asked you half of my questions. And oh, it's all good. Point where I have to start winding down. Um, but it's, it's just, it's great. It's great when you have a guest that you can just ask three questions. <laughs> <laughs> and, they create, and they curate amazing content for you. So thank you for that. So I'm going to take you, uh, so clearly, I mean, this is really has been, um, a great conversation about how you're ignited, what ignites your sense of justice and how you're using who you are to amass change. And you don't need to be a big politician. You don't need to be on billboards and bright lights. You can do it totally. just in the, from, the, from your own personal heart. So thank you for that. Thank yes. you for all you're doing. Oh, pleasure. So pleasure. I have a couple, I have this portion of the 
interview that's called Rapid Thriver. So it's quick questions, okay? All right, all right. So when you think of thriving, who's the first person that comes to mind and why? Oh, easy, easy. My, my, my incredible wife. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> it's okay. Easy. That woman thrives on a daily basis, and it's, it's, uh, it's inspiring, and it really has, it pushes me to, to yeah, to like new levels. And it's like, yeah, I, I love it. I love it from day one, like first met her, it's just like her, her efficiency, it just gets stuff done. It's takes her business and does it in a beautiful, positive way. And yeah, I just, yeah, in my, in my whole life, I, I try to live life to the fullest and a big part of that is because I have a partner like Alana, you know? So, so that's, that, that's the person easily. Yeah, and, I love and that. how long have you guys been together now? It's been, been six years. Six years together, and holy, it's been that's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it was, it was uh, October, October 2013. I love, started, I, love, yeah. I love watching you guys grow. Beautiful. Oh, thank you, thank you. And, and just, just one, one thing as far as far as like with with the with the um, as far as trying to live like like to the fullest. Um, and and as you know, like in 2018, we we traveled the world and stuff. You know, and it was it was an amazing experience and stuff and, and from that it was it was 76 cities like 28 countries and 56 flights of just this adventure and now as i mentioned before last week writing a book but the book is about th this adventure so it really is a thing where it's, just, it's a beautiful thing to have that have that now to represent what happened in that year as you know it was it's a book called around the world in black and white and it's 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 a heavy it's a heavy heavy book it's it's a, it's a travel memoir but you know the inter interviews like Fundamentals about themes of life, like death, birth, uh, friendship, love, marriage, and parenthood, while wrangling prominent issues on a racial prejudice. You know, so it really is this powerful book. So just yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. I love it. I love it. Yes, I can't wait. I want to know when it's gonna be out. For sure. So, for sure. What is a book that's helped you with your thrive? So, so what's that? What is a book? What is a book that has helped you with your thrive? A book that you read and you were like, oh, this. Thing. To be honest, it's like my thing. My thing is is, and this is this is like the reality of of the time that I have. Like when when I have the free time, instead of hitting a book, I'm hitting the um the studio, right? So so I I really am, and it's so funny too because like when it comes to when I have time to listen to something. I'm listening to how to make beats better. I'm listening to how to make beats better. I'm listening to how how to take my my beat creation and turn it into a business. So because that whole marketing side when it comes to the music that I'm doing, because my goal is to launch my company and my 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 as far as creating beats and then selling them online, that that's my goal for this year. So all my focus has been on, on that when it comes to outside of of the racial injustice things that we're trying to to, to fight and, and deal with on a regular basis and then family and friends and work outside that it's a passion project and, and mine is the beat so i haven't i haven't been hitting the books outside hip-hop books and and marketing the like e-commerce and marketing and social networking and stuff that that's my focus right now so no, i love and i and i actually i love different answers so thank you for that oh you're welcome uh, you're welcome as, as far as far as books this is this is traffic secrets so traffic secrets it tells you how to get traffic to your website and then okay. to, to create. <laughs> so this is a book that I'm reading very, very nice. It's Traffic Secrets. And his other book is it's dot .com Secrets. Dot .com Secrets, yeah. There's a whole lot of secrets I don't know if I know about. And these are all about how to do sales funnels and various things to get my beats popping and to get my beats moving. There you go. That's going to be a thrive. That's awesome. So I'm sad to say that this interview is coming to Oh, my goodness. I've had so much fun. 
But I do have one final question for you. All right. And then we're going to find out where we can find you more online. Okay. Actually, you know what? Sorry. I'm going to first ask you, you know, what's, you've already talked about Alana's book. You're talking about your company, but you know, just if you could quickly summarize, like what's, what's in the near future and where can we find you online if we want to start to see your, you hear your beats and. and yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so as far as, as far as online, um, right now I just have my, my Facebook, which is, which is Roland best, but, um, so E, E-Roll, so the E-Roll Beats, so E-Roll Beats, um, eventually that's going to be the website, so E-Roll with all hyphen.com, so E-Rollbeats.com, it's going to be E-Roll Beats on my Instagram, E-Roll Beats on SoundCloud, so E-Roll Beats is my, is, is when it comes to music. It's what you're growing. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm pushing it, and I have my my logo set up and my web page, you know, there, but it's, it's, it's going to be live soon. So I'm, I'm working on that. So eventually and I'll definitely share it with, with, with your audience and community as far as, as far as when beats are ready to be passed on and, and, and yeah, and, and shared in different sites. So that's mine. Then um, alanabestauthor.com is, um, is, is Alana's and stuff. And, and so both of ours, yeah, we're, she, I think her site's up and running and as you know, her, her blog, but yeah, I'm 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 coming up I'm coming up soon with with the with site and stuff as well too. So I'll share it with you, make sure that you yeah, and I and I'll, sure, I'll put Atlanta's blog link in my in the show notes as well. Oh, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, oh, her, thanks. Her blogs are good. I love. Oh, uh, thank you so much. So, Roland, I have one final question for you. Finish this sentence. What the world needs now is. Um. Okay. Let's see. What the world needs now is. Sustained interest in this crucial fight against racism, because then and only then will there be the level of power and attention needed for this movement to truly get to a point where real significant changes in systemic racism take place. Mm. Whoa, that's powerful. Sustained interest in this crucial fight against racism. Roland, thank you. Oh. And at the beginning of the interview, I asked you, you know, what do you want to be known for at the end? And it's about, you know, that you're a human that leads with love and kindness and leaving an impact in this world. And you've clearly demonstrated by your involvement and, you know, just not just taking up space, <laughs> but really contributing to your community in the space around you and the power that you have that comes out of your heart. And you've talked, you've said the word love so many times. I know. You have also, um, I love how you talk about your wife and your family, your mom, your dad, your kids. It's a beautiful thing. And so you've definitely have spread love and kindness in, during this interview. And I'm blessed to know you still. Oh, so much love for you. Thank you so much for, for everything and for being such a wonderful friend too over the years, many years. I love every listener that is still listening. This is the time of the interview where I have to say we are out. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. Bye. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So there you have it. I hope you're thriving and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you are listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Billy says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome hanging with you. I'm your girl, 
and I'm out.